Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations. We bring you Gary Martinez, a once lonely and feeling withdrawn dad a dad of his daughter's beautiful daughter, Monica, who has autism, trying to navigate his way through uncharted territory. Gary now talks about the successes and how he's used his own strengths to be able to create routine and opportunities for his daughter to be able to connect, communicate, and grow. Thank you for helping our parents, Gary, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Lisa. Can you tell us a little bit about where you were and uh, what brings you here today? Sure. So, you know, my daughter, Monica, was diagnosed with autism and also sensory processing disorder around four years old. And she started out nonverbal, so she could not talk. So she was struggling. And at that time, I didn't know what, what any of those conditions were. So as a parent, you know, I felt alone and I felt like a failure. But then we got the next step that, you know, the way to start helping her out was to go to, you know, these two therapies during the week. And that is what started to turn the corner for us as I started to learn what were some activities that helped Monica start to open up and see the world differently where she can have, you know, just more of a, a fluid, positive day. And then we started, you know, and then we went to our speech therapy where, again, we got to learn what I really liked about those two therapies was that you were allowed to go in there. So I went in there like a student, you know, and I took, I took notes, I asked questions, I, I gave myself homework. And from all those things I learned, like what type of activities uh, helped Monica uh, just become aware of her own body and what things were helping her to start to uh, turn the corner with speech. We practiced at home. I felt that, you know, my, my daughter lives with me the most, you know, our, our kids. So, uh, we practice at home. And then, you know, shortly, a few years after that, Monica started talking. And then I learned what were some of her favorite things to do. And, and we, we created a routine. And that has helped her throughout her years progress. And we've had to learn how to evolve together and be flexible and have the ultimate patience and understanding to make that all work. And you had discussed with me some of the surprising things that worked for her in terms of creating um, a routine, a routine at school. Can you talk to us about that? Sure, so we would go to school about 20 minutes before it started because we needed these activities and to do these other things together to help her body and brain function uh, as friends and teammates. So when she goes into school where there's all these you know different things going on, she's more prepared, relaxed and focused. So what we would do is we'd go to the playground if it was a nice day. And her favorite thing back then and right now, still to this day, is swinging. So she would swing, and that's kind of like her warm-up. It's kind of like 
you know, when you go to the gym, if you warm up first, you're more prepared. So this is what we did for school or, or honestly any activity that we went to. So we would swing and she would come around and she would just start to light up like a Christmas tree with, with energy and, and all those sorts of things. But we would also, you know, there's three, there's three systems in our body that our kids really need when they have, you know, sensory uh, difficulties. So the, the swing was the, the main person. But then when we used the playground and kind of create like a, a Disney scene from a movie that she liked, and now we would fluidly go into climbing a slide, going down a slide, or, or some other type of things that you had to touch and use your, your hands to get all the senses in our body to just be organized and, and ready for the day. So those are some of the things that, that we did. That's fantastic. And is that what you learn, like these different systems, having her use her her multi-sensories really at one time to help her open up. Is that something that you learned while attending her related services and her sessions? Not only attending, but I followed a very popular uh, occupational therapist out there. And I, I emailed her, I was able to talk to her. Hey. I even sent her, I sent her like a 20 minute video of us at a public park doing everything I just mentioned because I wanted feedback. I wanted to know, is this really helping and where can I improve? And, you know, short, to make this short, she said that was just, she said, you know, basically, you know, that's amazing how you used a movie scene or something that she likes to take her around the whole playground to get her body and brain all this information that it's craving so she can have a longer lasting, better day for herself. So I learned that, okay, I got the foundation right. And then later on, as we evolve, we, we just add more flavor to it. Like we would add like little school facts. We would spell while we're swinging, singing, swinging. <laughs> we were singing too. We were singing too, but we added like little school facts in there. Just yeah. to, because, because she was so, um, so ready and had the energy to do anything because I used her favorite thing first to encourage her to give her that spark to do other life skills throughout her day. And she felt a little bit more confident, I suppose. Confident, comfortable, much happier. Yeah, happier. How did she show you that she was happy? Um, she would laugh, she would smile, she would talk more. So it, it, it helped, you know, get more communication conversations going with that social piece. Do you collaborate or are you friendly with other parents too? of children? Yeah, so, you know, I was, you know, I felt so alone in the beginning that I learned later that it's good to join some support groups out there with the families in your local area. And I started to meet some friends and then we got to share stories and kind of, you know, share experiences. And then when you, when you do that, you, you know, you get little takeaways like, oh, that's cool. I, I know how I can put this into our world. So it, it helps a lot. You know, it's funny, we were just talking about um, myself and uh, Dr. Tamara Beckford. She's actually a, um, an emergency room physician who cre created um, your Dr. Cares and society where there are support groups. And she talks about parent wellness and how important it is to take some time out for yourself. And one of the topics that we were talking about was creating that community of people. I said, but you know, Dr. Bedford, sometimes people don't have that 
around them? Where do they go? What do they do? And, you know, Gary, it sounds like you really empowered yourself. You were in the same situation as so many of us parents oftentimes are and not knowing where to go. So your first step was to find, one of your first steps was to find a, a support group. Is that right? Correct. And then I learned after that, and then I just recently, uh, not too long ago, this past year, joined as a board member for the ARC of our region here in our city. And, and the ARC Foundation helps people out with disabilities, kids and adults. And they have a lot of different services to offer, like Special Olympics and sporting events and a lot of family gatherings that you can participate in. So I've, I've, um, I've done a lot of volunteering and that's just another tool that, you know, we can use to, to go out there in the community. And how has volunteering helped you as a parent of a child with special needs? I'm sorry, can you repeat that one more time? Of course, yes. How has volunteering helped you as a parent of a child with special needs? It's made me more patient. It's uh -huh. made me more understanding to people. And it's made me more diverse to learn more about um, just individually what each kid has to offer and what their, their specialness is in the world and just uh, just being a part of that. Right, because I guess we can get stuck in just what we know. Like we're learning, we're learning, we get stuck right in that. And there's a whole other world out there. So when you're volunteering, you get to meet other people who are like-minded. And, and you sound like a learner, like someone who wants to keep learning and applying and giving back. And I think volunteering maybe has been a great avenue for you to meet people and for you to provide probably the same thing for them as well. Is that, is that right? Correct. I mean, when I, when I do something, I'm just very passionate about it. I just like to be all in, like both feet are in there. I'm in the arena and I just want to give it my all because I... I just have the mentality now that I've worked so hard on my mindset this past year that I want to leave nothing on the table and I just live it like tomorrow, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. So I want to make sure when I go to bed at night that I've done as much as I can for everybody. Is there an organization that you could tell the listeners to check, check out? I don't know if they'd be open to all states because we're nationwide, but is there some uh, volunteering, um, organization that you belong to that you could share with us? Um, well, for me, it's just so far, it's been the Special Olympics. And okay, great. That's a good one right there. That's a start. Yep, yep. Great. Yeah, I did that years ago. And it was it. You grow instantly just going I was I was on the horseback riding field in the <laughs> arena. And it was so fantastic. And it, it's just the work that goes into it uh, from the kids' point of view, you know, it's like it's very serious and it's goal-oriented and it's all those skills you want your children to have and they excel and, and to see that. And is, is Monica involved in Special Olympics too? Um, she, she just played in her first basketball game for her school. So that's kind of like her introduction to, you know, getting a little bit of a sports inside of her. So yeah. I've made her, I've, I've let her know that some of her, some of our friends are like coaches. So whenever she's open and wants to give it a shot, you know, there's, there's all these different things that she can play. So she's been talking a little bit about bike riding. So we yeah. have what's called a, a cool cats uh, bike club that one of my friends runs. So they make yeah. these, these specialized bikes that our kids can ride and they're all different types and they fit all, all levels. So it's, 
I volunteered for that before and it was just like so fun. Like I was running the track. I think I got more tired and in better shape doing that than when I yeah. actually played sports and it was more fun too. That's fantastic. Sure. It's probably very, very rewarding for you. Yeah, yeah it's really rewarding. That's that's the give back is that it's very rewarding. Yes. So where do you see things? Where do you see your life? Where do you see Monica? Where do you see the two of you together in like two, three years from now? Um, so I've been working on like trying to find out like play-wise, like what does she like to do that could maybe possibly turn into a career? So she's very creative. She's very artistic. She likes to make her clothes for her dolls. So, I mean, we'll buy dolls like at the, the secondhand thrift store because she yeah, wants yeah. to bring them home and take their clothes and she wants <laughs> to make her own clothes for them. So I have yeah. a friend who has a small business and she's slowly on Monica's uh, pace. Uh, I teach, I, I pay my friend to teach her, teach Monica a session with sewing. Wow. So that's like her introduction. Cause I kind of, I got that from a parenting summit with Temple Grattan that yeah. she said to kind of find out what are fun things for them that they want to explore and see, you know, if you can take a step like that to see if that's something they want to pursue later. But, you know, their mind can always change. So you got to be flexible to understand that too. And there is something else that you've done, Temple Grandin. So funny, just yesterday, somebody referenced Temple Grandin. What a <laughs> great way to just go and watch that, the movie that she did or do a little research on her or attend the speaking engagement. It's wild. She's full of information and she's so happy to share it too. So that's something else you got yourself involved in. Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend uh, autism parents that if they want to just learn a little bit more from, from all from a lot of different people all in one place is to, they have these uh, autism parenting summits, I believe is what it's called, or parenting magazine. And I know it's based in the UK, but they run them, they run them pretty consistently and they're very low cost. And you can actually uh, not only attend the summit, I think for free, but for a low cost, you can purchase the recordings for a lifetime. Oh, that's fantastic. Again, ways to really get out there, ways to empower yourself, ways to feel like you can have more control over what's going on around you with the information that you learn and, and summits and people who have who are like-minded and support groups and volunteering for Special Olympics. What a great way to not only step out for yourself, but to make a difference for other people. And what a great way then for you to feel an integrated reward system between you and the people that you are surrounded by. It's absolutely wonderful, Gary. Um, is there, oh, I, I, there was one other thing too that we had discussed and it was using your strengths. Gary, tell us about how you used your strengths to understand and really incorporate some of those routines for Monica. I think it's using my creativity. Um, in her world of, of the movies and videos that she likes from these movies, um, I had to teach myself, how can I help her get, going back to the beginning, how, how do I get the, how do I encourage her, influence her to, to wanna do these activities? And then when she started to talk and like these movies and all that stuff, I had to give myself homework and like watch the clip that she likes the most. And I was like, okay, how can I, how can I make that an exercise? So she, is all about we gotta fight 
the the evil Disney characters in the movies on a daily basis. Okay. So we, 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 we do a scene together and I'm the evil person and she's fighting them, but she's honestly doing exercises the whole time. And then also, we also bring nutrition into that too. So like um, Alice in Wonderland, you know, there's an evil character called the Queen of Hearts and she's always talking about, oh, off with your head. So I pretend like I'm, I'm doing that. And Monica's job is to duck so that doesn't, you know, so she doesn't get her. So when she's ducking, I taught her how to swat. So like, that's one exercise that I taught her how to do. And then she used to be a very picky eater, only wanted like chicken, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets because of the texture and all that. And I was like, how can I change that? So I went back to Alice. Alice has blonde hair. Monica loves her blonde hair. And I was like, you know what, Monica, I'm going to eat this banana that's yellow for Cause I want her to keep that beautiful blonde hair forever. Shortly after that, she said me too. And that was the game changer where she ate a different food. She, she's, she took a bite of the banana and now she eats all kinds of foods. Wow. For, for her characters. Everything has to do with the characters. But we also know how to turn that switch off and say, okay, you know, we're going here. Now we got to focus on this and we'll come back to that later. Right. Because you want her to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And that exercising piece goes along with your physical training that you provide. Right. Right. So, so really, this is such a great lesson for you out there because taking your strengths as who you are, what your own interests are, can actually be integrated into what the interests are of your child or even the needs. Right. So Gary wanted Monica to be able to exercise and be healthy and eat new foods. And so he took uh, one of her favorite characters and off with your head and then you know before you know it they have a skit going on that is incorporating some physical movement and activities that's then dovetailing into nutrition so i guess if you're laying down at night you're relaxing you can take your creative part too see what your strengths are see what your child's interests are and see how you can inspire some change inspire that way of connecting that your child needs you to so that way they take that next step and that door opens so it goes from one yellow banana to lots of fruits that's a great great lesson in that if you would leave us with one more thing for our listeners uh what would you say to parents who are not quite sure how to navigate being a parent under these conditions um just, you know, don't beat yourself up, you know, don't self-sabotage yourself. You got to celebrate the small wins that you do with your child. Like if, if, um, you know, if you got them to do one activity today, but maybe you had five on your list, give yourself credit for that. Show yourself some love physically, pat yourself on the back, give yourself a hug, dance to a favorite song and celebrate you too, because it all starts with you first and your energy before you can share all that with your kids. So, you know, take care of you first. That way you, you know, you're, you're more, you're more into the moment with your child. So I would say, just make sure that you celebrate yourself every day. 
even those small wins, those go a long way. It, it builds that momentum of the life that you're creating with your kids. So just don't have a, I don't give up mentality. And you're going to have hard days. That's life. But don't give up. Fantastic. It doesn't get any more positive and concrete because we've provided you with key takeaway strategies and organizations for you to be able to feel empowered and so you can connect with your child. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on again. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout out on social media.